You're listening to episode 161 of the FitzPro podcast, and today is all about how much money you should be charging for your services if you are an online health and fitness coach or professional of some kind. We are going over three different factors that can determine how much you want to charge, where you want to sit in the market, et cetera, et cetera, for whatever it is that you offer people in the online space. So if that applies to you, without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. Assuming you are here for the business side of things, I talk about fitness and business and kind of everything in between on this podcast and on my various social platforms. I have created a free on-demand workshop, meaning that you can watch it anytime. It's called Your Biz, Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. And you can register for that in the show notes or at anniemiller.co backslash workshop dash register. While you are over on the site, I also have created some free resources for trainees, coaches, entrepreneurs, and that can be found at anniemiller.co slash resources. Both of those links will be in the show notes. I would also like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, which is Legion Athletics. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. I got a question the other day on Instagram about taking creatine while pregnant. For me, there's just not enough research to back that it is a positive thing. It's just inconclusive. There's not enough research yet. I, from a physiological standpoint, am struggling to see where it would be a negative. But again, like whey protein is heavily uh, tested. We know that it's safe. So I have taken all of my supplements from Legion, including my non-stim pre-workout, just not creatine while being pregnant. Do your own research, be your own advocate 100%. Um, but I still do take the majority of my Legion products while pregnant, which is an absolute plus. That was one of my favorite things actually about becoming pregnant is realizing like I can still use 99% of the products that I endorse, if you will, through my brand, whether that be skincare or supplements and things of that sort. So that was fun for me. Um, if you are looking to add supplements to your dietary intake on top of whatever you're already doing. I suggest Legion mainly because they are actually scientifically backed. So you can go to their website under each product that they sell. You can see the scientific literature that backs why they are using the ingredients, but also the dosages, which gets left in the dark quite often when we look at quote unquote scientifically backed supplements. It's one thing to make a claim that a certain ingredient does something, but that next question is at what dose? What dose makes that effect happen? You can find that on Legion's website. So that is why I suggest them, plus their ingredients and their products taste great. So go to buylegion.com, B-U-Y-Legion.com and use code Annie at checkout to save 20% off your first order. Or if you already support Legion and you want to support me, use code Annie to get double Legion reward points. Coaches are always wondering how much they should charge, what to consider when choosing prices or how to increase prices if they started out and they were undercharging, how do they go about increasing those prices for, you know, 
clients to come, but also past clients. That is what we're getting into today. This is a very straightforward and probably uh, what I would consider to be a nitty gritty episode. So buckle up. If you have a pen and paper, great. If not, then just take a mental note of anything that applies to you. The market is the first thing that we want to consider and where you want to sit in the market. We will go over what is typical pricing in the market of online health and fitness shortly, but where you sit in any market needs to be considered when you are looking at your overall brand and the services that you provide. Are you a premium brand? Are you a mid-tier brand? That's up to you, and that will also be determined by who your offer is for and who your customers are. That is a factor that we have to consider here. So if you work with high achieving CEOs, you will likely have a premium brand charging premium prices doing a lot to make this client's life easier. It's going to be very hands on. You're going to be very available for this person, which drives up the value of what it is that you're offering. Now, not every ideal client falls into a specific demographic like a high achieving CEO from an income standpoint, but it can be a factor, which is why I mention it. So maybe it's a factor for you. Maybe it's not a factor for you. Don't let your own money mindset as well limit how much you're charging. Oftentimes that gets in the way of charging what you should be charging. For instance, if you think I would never pay X amount of dollars for this, consider that perhaps you are not your actual ideal client. Maybe you aren't in need of what you're offering, or maybe it's not in your current budget, even though you understand the value of it. It is of value to those people who are willing to pay for it, right? What's worth it to one person is not worth it to another person. So just be careful to not let your own kind of money narratives get in the way of charging what you should be charging for the service that you are providing and in a way that will make you feel compensated for the work that you're doing in a way that you will be incentivized to show up and do the work that you know you can do for your clients. There's some food for thought. You will feel much better charging a price that again makes proper sense for your service and they will be invested, ready to do the work, not guaranteed, but those things tend to be correlated. The more money someone is paying for something, the more invested uh, time-wise, energy-wise they are in that process. And remember, none of this is 100% or black and white. So, so take all of this with a grain of salt and again, take what applies to you, take what makes sense to you, leave the rest. The second thing is that you need to feel compensated with your work. Like I mentioned, do not limit yourself to thinking about time as an exchange for money. And and we'll get into why that's really important. Energy balance and demand is a real thing. Charging for your ability to be thorough and efficient is a thing versus the time it takes you to do something. For instance, it took me longer to write one-on-one program when I only charged $99 a month for that than when I charged $250 a month. It took me longer to write those $99 a month programs than it does to write the $250 a month programs. People are paying for the expertise, for the experience, not for how long it takes you to do a task. It's just something to consider from a mindset perspective when you look at how much you're charging and what your prices are going to be. I talk about this a lot in the perfect pricing guide inside my Fitzpro Foundations course, which is my signature course for online entrepreneurs in the health and fitness space. Pricing should be a win-win for you 
and a win for the value of the offer and a win for the client. It's a triple win. And that doesn't mean that pricing is going to be no big deal for your potential client, but that they understand the value and they feel like they are making an informed and empowered decision in the decision to make a commitment to work with you. That's a win for the client. It's not that, wow, you know, this is that they can't acknowledge that this is expensive and this might be uncomfortable, but they understand the value and they feel empowered in making that decision. That is the win, to be clear. If you find that you are indeed undercharging, which is extremely, extremely common, especially in online health and fitness, then increase your pricing. This seems like it's a, a holdup for a lot of coaches because like I said, a lot of people are undercharging. So a lot of coaches run into this predicament of I need to charge more. I encourage you to not make this harder than it needs to be. So do the following or choose from the following because you do have some options. You can grandfather in your current clients and simply increase your price on your site and in contracts for new oncoming customers. That is an option. There is no rule for the amount that you increase pricing by. You make, you know, a massive jump of two to four hundred dollars or more, or you can make smaller increases of 50 to $100. That would be like per month for a one-on-one -on -one type service, those, those examples. If you're increasing pricing due to undercharging, there is no need to alter your program and what is offered within the program. If you would like to charge more, but you currently don't provide that level of value, you can make changes in needed alterations to your service or offer that increase the value of what you are currently offering and allow you to sell that at a higher price point. If you are increasing your pricing for your current clients, you decide, you know, I want to increase my pricing for incoming prospects, but I also want to increase it for my current clients. You can absolutely go all in and drop it on them. But these people did get you to where you are. And loyalty is one of my six um, core values at Annie Miller Concepts. I take my past clients very seriously. I'm very grateful for them and I want them to continue being clients for as long as they possibly can. I want them in my client pool. I appreciate them. So know that that's kind of the bias or the lens that I see this through. You know, you can go all in and drop it on them, but keep in mind that these people got you to where you are to where you can increase your prices. So I suggest a drip system when increasing prices for current clients over a three month period, increase their pricing. You would notify them with the coming structure, you know, thank them for being clients, thank them for that loyalty, thank them for trusting you as, as a coach in their journey and give them time to adjust finances or whatever else they may need to adjust. Um, maybe it goes up by a total of $100 per month, but it's a $33 per month increase every three months. So you would increase the price quarterly so that they have these three month gaps of increases in the price until they reach whatever price it is that you're wanting to, to get to. You can also offer to keep them at a lower tier if you are like developing a tiered system of your current service or offer. If you're actually changing the model a bit, you can say, you know, hey, you're currently paying this much. With my new model, this is what that would get you. You can stay there if you would like, or you can increase to this and show them that higher tier and they can pay that if they would like to. So those are just some ideas and options. Ideally, you communicate what has been added, clearly communicate what has been added or why the price is increasing so that clients have an understanding. And again, this is only if you plan to increase prices for your current clients that you have. The third thing to consider 
is your business structure. So not every business model works the same. If you're going to have 10 online clients, but you are only charging $99 a month per client, you are capping your monthly income at under $1,000 and likely back to number two, not feeling compensated for the work that you are putting in. $1,000 per month, especially in today's society and today's economy at this point in 2022 is a, a joke as far as scalability and the success of your business long-term. So let us reconsider. A reason I encourage many coaches to start with one-on-one is because you can charge more for a higher touch service like one-on-one. It also requires a smaller audience to pull from, which tends to be what you're working with when you start out in the online space. Most of us, unless we are famous from something else, do not have a very, very large a prospect pool, a lead pool to pull from. We have a very small audience. So it's much easier to sign five one-on-one clients than it is to get a hundred people in a $9 program, right? I am all for accessible health and fitness. Love a nine to $39 per month membership of some kind. Absolutely love it. Very grateful for those. But from a business standpoint, the business that you are running, that requires volume, in order to be profitable, which works if you have hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of humans who are willing to pay you, but it's not likely the best choice in the early days of building your online health and fitness business. And I've talked in other podcast episodes before about the other benefits of starting with one-on-one, getting to know your ideal client, getting those testimonies, getting client feedback, refining your own system, looking for gaps that you can then build memberships off of and build more accessible things off of in order to increase profit and scale your business. And on top of all of that, please know that I... 100% made all of these mistakes. I undercharged. I did 20 day challenges for $20 when I had a tiny audience. So like think about how much money you can possibly make charging $20 when you have 20 people joining a challenge, like well done. (laughs) Um, Hosting six week transformations for $97. None of the actual products were bad. They were valuable, but I was just doing it so, so backwards. And this is why I share with you because I feel that a lot of other entrepreneurs make these mistakes as well. Uh, Think long-term for sure. If someday you would like to offer those more accessible options, build a business that allows for that over time. Start with higher ticket offers. Start with one-on-one. And then that builds the space, that builds the audience that allows you to offer those more accessible options. Or that is my current perspective on it. Typically, pricing tends to be $250 to $400 a month for one-on-one. That's kind of like middle of the range. That's expected. Um, Those are one-on-one coaching services on the fitness side or on the combination side. Typically, it is lower for nutrition only. Again, none of this is black and white. None of this is finite, but this is this is generalizations. So typically lower for nutrition only. Um, it is the same or higher for a combo package of fitness and nutrition or mindset coaching, any kind of combinations that we can come up. 250 to $400 a month is pretty typical. 
Pricing will, of course, depend on deliverables and processes used. So what do they actually get? How many weekly calls are there? Um, you're likely going to charge more than someone who doesn't do any calls. If you do offer calls, if you do offer, you know, continuing education or a client portal or some of some kind, all of those little deliverables add up the value of what you can charge for the service that you are providing. So that was a quick episode. Uh, I hope that it was valuable for you. I hope you got some nuggets pricing is something that uh, hangs a lot of people up and I don't think it needs to. So I hope this was helpful. If you love the podcast, make sure to give it a review, um, give it five stars wherever you listen. And if you are not on my main mailing list, make sure that you are because there are exclusive podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every email and you can subscribe to whichever option you like at anniemiller.co slash news. Until next time, I am Annie Miller and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitzpro podcast. podcast.